Attention, all troops. He's alive. Alive. Welcome to the Rapnerless. In my town growing up, a burger time machine showed up and saw pretty heavy rotation. I was never very good at it, despite pumping quarter after quarter into it. I found it very frustrating when I wasn't good at a game, especially when I was throwing a lot of money into it and not getting any better. But for a while, I had a secret weapon in my quest to get better at video games, and it came in the form of the guy who came around and got the money out of all these video games. Now, I'm not sure how quarters were handled in different areas of the country or even different towns in New Jersey, but I guess a lot of the video games that were in my town were rented by a central service, and a guy would come around and get money out of the games, and then I guess he would split the money with the people who own the establishment. If you happen to be lucky enough to show up at the time he was collecting money at a particular place, he would often throw a couple of credits on the machine just to test it, make sure everything was going right, and then he would leave. And if you were there, you could play those credits. What I realized was that he was on a schedule, and that if I could figure out his schedule and show up at the places he was collecting money at, especially in the summer when I didn't have a lot to do, then I could get free games. So that's exactly what I started doing. I got my little notebook, and I wrote down when he showed up at a place, and then I would follow up and see if he showed up again. If he did, I locked that time in, and I would be at that place just so I could get the free games. Eventually, he started realizing I was doing this, and you would think maybe he would get a little mad. Here's this kid trying to sponge some free games, but he went completely the opposite. He would ask me how I was doing at a game, which ones I liked, then he would load up a couple of extra credits just for me. I can't say that I got any better at Burger Time, but I did feel triumphant in mastering the video game system that was in my town. And I certainly did get better at other games at which I was more skilled. It's funny to think that saving a couple of quarters would be worth all the effort, but I didn't have access to many quarters each week, so any work I did was complete gravy to me. It was extra games, and that's really what I lived for back then. So on today's show, we're going to talk about one of those games that I just could not get good at, although I've worked on it now, and I'm just a little bit better, Burger Time. We'll talk about the company that created it, the system that it was created for, we'll talk about its distribution, how to play, the characters in the game, scoring, some ports, and we'll throw in a few surprises here and there. We have an info-packed episode ahead of us, so without further ado, let's start the show.
while Burger Time was distributed mainly by Bally Midway in the United States, and you'll find a lot of great-looking Bally Midway Burger Times in the U.S., it was created by a company called Data East, which was founded by Tetsuya Fukuda in April of 1976. And it was started as a engineering firm that would focus on creating interchangeable tapes inside arcade machines. So instead of a single-use video game, a retailer could order new tapes and swap out the game just by loading these tapes into it. And they would figure this out, and that would become the Deco system. And we'll talk a little bit about that in a minute. Data East would soon learn that there was money to be made, not necessarily in the technology, but in the games themselves, and created a host of great games, including Burger Time. Some other classics that they made were Karate Champ, Robocop, Bump and Jump, and many more. Before going out of business, Data East would also go into the pinball business and created some really popular licensed games. They also innovated by having one of the first pinball machines to have stereo sound, and were also pioneers in the use of small dot matrix displays in their games. Now, they like to license big-time properties, which is why they're pretty memorable. They created pinball machines for things like Back to the Future, Star Wars, Robocop, The Simpsons, Guns N' Roses... This pinball division wasn't just created out of midair. They purchased the pinball division of Stern Electronics in 1985. So they had a good jumping off point. And if you play pinball today, you'll know that a lot of old pinball machines are still popular. And a lot of those pinball machines are Data East. Data East would eventually go out of business, and a lot of their assets were sold to different companies. G-Mode would pick up a lot of their old intellectual property, including Burger Time, and would license it to appear on modern platforms and consoles. Now, as I mentioned earlier, Data East created the Deco cassette system, which they introduced in 1980. And what would happen is the owner of a arcade or game room would buy just a cabinet. And in that cabinet was all this equipment and a cassette player. And you would put these little cassettes into there and hit play. And then after a couple of minutes, it would load the game onto the cabinet's RAM chips. After that, the game would play that game until it was restarted. So if you had a power outage or they turned it off, I think you lost the game and had to go through the process again. Now this is pretty cool and kind of ahead of its time, but there was problems with the reliability of the cassettes, which of course could be demagnetized pretty easily. They were micro cassettes. Plus, people didn't like when the machines were shut off. There would have to be this long load time between plays. There's a whole list of games that were available for this system. For me, as a game player in that time period, the ones that I played the most would have been Burger Time, Bump and Chump, maybe Lock and Chase. If you went to an arcade when Burger Time came out in 1982, you might have seen either the Valley Midway version or the Data East version. My guess, like me, you probably saw the Midway version. You could tell them apart because the marquee is smaller and has different art. Chef Peter Pepper and his foes look completely different on the different arts. Now a little bit about the game. You take the role of Chef Peter Pepper, who has been magically transported into a world of living food. Hot dogs, eggs, pickles are all out to stop the chef from making hamburgers, which he's really good at doing. Now, despite his small size or the largeness of the foods, Peter is determined to complete all these hamburgers 
and armed with nothing but pepper shakers, he moves across levels, it's a platformer, and steps on the pieces of meat, lettuce, what have you, that make up a burger. And as he moves over those pieces, it slowly starts to fall to the next level. And if you've moved across the entire piece, it falls down. And if there's another piece of the burger below it, it will knock that piece down, and so on and so forth, until it reaches the bottom part where the bottom bun lays. Now he has to do this while avoiding his enemies and trying to destroy them. And he does this by dropping the pieces of burgers on the enemies or by dropping the pieces of burgers while the enemies are on the pieces. And the weight of those enemies will actually cause the pieces to drop further. Pepper is really useful because you can stop anyone dead in their tracks, including putting them on top of a piece of the burger and pushing them down with it. You get extra pepper by picking up rewards that appear in the center of this platform maze. There are six screens, and they will get difficult as time goes on. If you complete all six screens, you go back to the first one, and it repeats, although it does get more difficult. We'll talk a little bit later about when it gets the most difficult, a place I've never even been close to. The game uses a joystick, which allows you to move Peter Pepper in four directions, left, right, up, and down. You also have a button, usually one on either side, but it does the same thing, that shoots Pepper at your enemy. So if he's in front of you, that's when you want to hit it, because that's where the Pepper's going to go. You almost want to do it when you're just about to hit the enemy, because it's got very little range. We'll return after these messages. <laughs> Two burgers to go, please. Help me! Introducing Burger Time, the new home video game where you're the chef trying to make hamburgers. There's just one problem. The food is trying to make hamburger out of you. Another hot new arcade game for Intellivision. Burger Time. With arcade-like super graphics. Only on Intellivision. We are closed now. Astrocade, the professional video game system that gives you four-player capability, three built-in games, a calculator, and these new cartridges. Creative Crayon. Even the young can make beautiful pictures. The Incredible Wizard has a dungeon of surprises for you. You can even create your own games with Astrocade Basic, the easy computer teaching cartridge. Astrocade, the home entertainment sensation that's a personal computer, too. And now, back to the show. Now a little bit about your enemies. You have Mr. Hot Dog. He's probably the one you're going to see the most, and he will, like all the other enemies, attempt to reach Peter by taking the quickest route possible. If you pay attention, you will notice that him, like the other enemies, also like using ladders. So it's possible to fool them by starting to take a ladder, and then they'll climb all the way up, and then you could move. And this becomes very important as this game moves on. The cool thing about the enemies, once you realize it at least, is that they won't reverse direction. So if you are behind them, you can pretty much follow them across the screen. If you kill Mr. Hot Dog, he's worth 100 points, and we'll talk a little bit about just points in general later. The next enemy I'd like to talk about is Mr. Pickle. Mr. Pickle, one of my favorite enemies, shows up starting on stage 3. What's cool about Mr. Pickle is that his body is sort of flipping, rotating as he walks. And while he does not have any sort of different behavior than the other enemies, visually, he's quite stunning. If you kill Mr. Pickle, he is worth 200 points. The third and final foe that you will face, and there's only usually one of him on the screen at any one time, is Mr. Egg, and he is worth 300 points when killed. 
As I mentioned, to score points, you want to walk over the hamburger pieces. You'll also want to grab the pepper bonus items that appear in the center of the platform maze. I will go decently out of my way to collect those center items, but sometimes it's just impossible and not worth the risk if you can complete a hamburger or just dodge your enemies. So here is how scoring happens in Burger Time. You get 50 points per story per part for dropping a burger. So if you're at the top, you start dropping those burger pieces, the score can really add up, especially if there's someone on it. If you kill Mr. Hot Dog, it's worth 100 points. Mr. Pickle, 200 points. Mr. Egg, 300 points. If you grab some of the center items in stages 1, 4, 7, and so forth, you'll find ice cream, and that's worth 500 points plus a bonus pepper. Coffee on stages 2, 5, 8, and so forth is worth 1,000 points plus a bonus pepper. French fries appear on stages 3, 6, and 9, and so forth, and that's worth 1,500 points plus a bonus pepper. Now, if you flatten enemies, you get bonuses for flattening more at a time. So if you kill one, it's worth 500. Two, 1,000. Three, 2,000. Four, 4,000. Five, 8,000. And if you can get six, and that's really hard, that's worth 16,000 points. I have never, ever done anything like that. Now, I am not the person who is going to turn you into a Burger Time pro, but there are lots of guides online. I can tell you some advice that I've learned recently while playing it, things that I kind of started doing when I was young, but I try to really work on them now that I'm trying to get better at it. First, start off at the top. You really want to focus on the top buns. It saves time. You might also take out an enemy just by happenstance because there's just so many levels in between of you knocking buns down. Whenever possible, if you want big points, try to get somebody on those buns. If you can get somebody on those buns on a top level, you're going to knock those bun tops down pretty far, and that's going to reduce the amount of work you have to do instead of having to run over each level below it. Do not go crazy with the pepper. I know I panic and hit pepper by mistake and then I'm out of pepper. Try to use it only when you are completely and totally cornered. So if there's any way to avoid using it, do that. Because you want to have a lot of pepper and if you want to score a lot of points, you're going to want to chain your enemies on top of a piece and then knock it down. And that leads to grouping. Just like in Pac-Man and Miss Pac-Man, you want to group your enemies to kill them more easily. So if you can figure out a way, and you'll find methods online to do that, to get the enemies to follow you as a group and then drop them all at once, that's where you get the big points. So if you want to become that Burger Time Pro and get all those high scores and impress everyone at the arcade, try to start with those basics. And then as you get better, you can look online and find a lot more detailed strategies out there. The Retroist Podcast will return after these messages. Great is its name. With spectacular 55% savings on this three-piece Craftsman player set, it helps you get the job done for just $9.99. And when it's time to play, include the Atari-compatible Sears Video Arcade, sale priced at only $139.99. Just for fun, stock up on video game cartridges from Sears Super Assortment, including Pac-Man, Asteroids, and Breakaway. Every day's a value day during Sears Days. For a sale as great as its name, you can count on Sears. Introducing Burger Time, the home video game where you're a chef being chased by food that constantly disagrees with you. Like hot dogs that have a taste for revenge. Burger Time! Eggs that don't turn over easy and pickles that are very, very sour. Burger Time! Now for Intellivision, coming this fall for Atari 2600, Apple II, Aquarius, and IBM home computers. Burger Time! From Mattel Electronics, don't be surprised if you're on the menu. 
And now back to the Retroist Podcast. As I mentioned, the game gets harder at a certain level. Now, I've never gotten to this, and I've only read about it. I've tried to find videos online of people doing it. Haven't even been able to find that. But I've heard that once you get to level 28, the enemies move a lot faster for a minute and a half, and then will slow down. So I guess the idea is avoid them for the first minute and a half, find a nice safe spot, and then when they slow down, Move around very carefully and clear the board. Once you're up at those levels, it could take a long time to clear levels, from what I understand. Burger Time was a big hit, and it got an arcade spin-off in the form of Peter Pepper's Ice Cream Factory and Super Burger Time. I have since played both of those, although never played them when I was younger. I like the Ice Cream Factory better than Super Burger Time. The Ice Cream Factory is a little difficult, but you're basically trying to build ice cream cones by moving balls of ice cream. And in Super Burger Time, it's a two-player version of Burger Time with kind of improved graphics, although I prefer the original ones. There was another sequel planned called Pizza Time, which, from the name of it, I would guess involves you making some sort of pizza, but I might be reaching there. There was a console sequel called Diner, which was created in 1984. It was programmed by Ray Kastner, who had programmed the Intellivision version of Burger Time. And in Diner, Peter Pepper kicks balls of food, so they roll off platforms and down ramps to land on these large plates. And those foods can crush enemies, so you can rack up some pretty big points. It's kind of a fun game, and it would have been really cool to see an arcade version of it. There have been modern versions of Burger Time. Burger Time Delight, the mobile game, was released by Namco in 2007. It's an enhanced version of the original game with new graphics and power-ups. There are six arcade levels and eight enhanced levels where you must dodge peril to survive. The other game was Burger Time World Tour, which was an updated version of the original Burger Time with next-generation graphics, and it was released in 2011 on the PlayStation Network and Xbox Live Arcade, and in 2012 on WiiWare. It was a successful game. You had the sequels, you also needed some home versions, and Burger Time was ported to many home computers, including the Apple II, the Commodore 64, PC, MS-DOS, the BBC Micro, as well as consoles like the ColecoVision, Atari 2600, Intellivision, Mattel Aquarius, the NES, and many more. Bandai also created an LCD version of the game, which would be licensed by Mattel and Tandy Radio Shack. That was released in 1982. I've never played that version. The photos of it look really cool. Would love to get my hands on one, try that out. There was a clone created of basically Burger Time in 1984 called Mr. Wimpy, which was created by Ocean Software for the ZX Spectrum and Commodore 64. This was created as a promotional item for the Mr. Wimpy hamburger franchise that they have in England. The first level of the game involves gathering ingredients, but then after you gather your ingredients, the game becomes very much like Burger Time. Seems pretty playable. Now, you know a little bit about Burger Time, you know a little bit about strategy, you're thinking, I think I'm ready to go out there and try to get me the record. Well, it's not going to be too easy, because that high score is really high. A little bit about the history of the high score. In 1984, famous video game player Billy Mitchell recorded a score of 7,881,050 points. That would be beaten over the years, and according to Twin Galaxies, the current high score is held by Brian L. Wagner, 
and that was achieved on September 19th, 2008, and the score is 11,512,500 points, and that was achieved at the Challenge Arcade in Wyoming, Pennsylvania. So if you're lucky enough to have a classic arcade in your area, why not head down there, try out Burger Time. Maybe you know a little bit more about it. Maybe you'll do a little bit better than you've ever done before. Maybe if you're lucky, you'll be there on the day when the guy who collects quarters will show up. Maybe when he collects the quarters, he throws a few credits on there for you. Okay, it's doubtful nowadays, but you never know. Thanks for listening to the show. For more retro fun, you can drop by the website at www.retroist.com. You can also find me on Facebook and Twitter. I'm at facebook.com slash retroist and twitter.com slash retroist. The music you hear on the show is by Peachy. If you have musical needs, you can email Peachy at peachy at retroist.com. Thanks for listening to the show, and I hope you have a great weekend. Peter Pepper played a pack of pudding pop. Peter Pepper purchased a pack of pudding pops. This has been a retrospective production. Goodbye.